good, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another bodacious episode of the greatest podcast, this side of the Milky Way, 10 toes down. Yo, what's happening? It's your pharmaceutical entrepreneur, Don Dada, Dr. J. Hopefully, everybody had a wonderful weekend and is ready to kick this week's ass like normal. But yo, I got a story for y'all in the gym I want to drop. So, there was a basketball team. And the coach put the first team against the second team in a scrimmage. But the caveat to this game was that for the first team, the coach switched the positions of the players. So the shooting guard went to center, center went to point guard, point guard went to small forward, so on and so forth. The outcome of this game was that the second team ended up beating the first team. So why was that? Because pretty much the first team was out of their normal positions, right? So they couldn't really reach or do what they were good at doing because they were out of position. How many of us are super talented or super gifted, but we're unable to win the games of life or unwilling or not able to reach our full potential because we're out of position? What does position mean? You have to define that for yourself. So are you reading? Are you saving money? Are you praying? Are you meditating? Are you working on self to become better? Are you placing yourself in a better position to reach your full potential? Somebody once said that you, if you cannot reach your full potential, if you are out of position, it doesn't matter how talented you are. It doesn't matter. So for us that are moving in this state of unknowing, us move, we're moving in this state of drifting. And we don't necessarily know what our outcomes and our goals are. What exactly are you doing to place yourself in position? Man, that that was a word for me. And that was deep because, you know, you know, I was a hooper back in my day. You know, ball is life. You know what I'm saying? But now it just made perfect sense. It's just like it does not matter how talented you are. If you're out of position, you can never meet your potential. But, yo, we got a great interview today. Yo, we're going to cut to a commercial break. I'll see y'all in a minute, dude. Man, y'all remember when we graduated from high school? Or shoot, man, some of y'all probably still there. But that transition was not easy. I wish we could have had the adulting code. The adulting code is a life skill workshop series designed to help high school students transition from adolescence into adulthood. So if you're struggling or know anybody that's struggling with that transition, hit up Jess the Adulting Coach on our Instagram at Jess, J-E-S-S, the Adulting Coach, or hit them up on their Instagram at the Adulting Code. Do yourself a favor. Make that transition a whole lot smoother for yourself. Yeet. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So we know we make monumental moves on the greatest podcast this side of the Milky Way. And we got another interview with the owner of Studio Africaware talking about her next product called Detox Life. We got Miss Angelica Moore, Miss Angie Ange on the show today. What's good? What's happening? Hey, Dr. Josh. How are you? I am delightful. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm blessed. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate it so Not much. Not a Thank problem. You. Not a problem. I may see you over here making some great moves. I know you were talking about this a little bit early in the year. A lot of couple, a couple things started to happen, but you know, delayed but not denied. So we're still moving with it. So tell us a Amen, little bit about definitely. And so tell us a little bit about what you. What's going on with you? Basically, I've launched an amazing product under my business, um, Atelier Africaware, and. Under Affiliated Africaware, which is my company here, uh, it 
it loosely translates to studio of Africware and Africware is what I call my art. So for the past two years, uh, since returning back from London, United Kingdom, uh, I have launched my art uh, venture, which has been completely locked down since lockdown <laughs> for Corona. Right. Uh, um, Unfortunately, but fortunately, uh, if you if you if you will. Um, so the bad news was lockdown, um, a, a, a pandemic ravishing through our our community and our world. But the good news is from this, um, uh, I've been able to pull from myself something that I've always had a passion for, which is um, uh uh, clean, healthy, sustainable food and products. So uh, for those who don't know, Dr. Josh and I, we are proud graduates of Florida a University. Uh, <laughs> but I make a, 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 an exceptional point to, to let everyone know that I am of the School of Agriculture Sciences, which is the hand and the heart of Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. Yeet. So... <laughs> So being a graduate from uh, our, our department, which was formerly known as the College of Engineering Sciences, Technology and Agriculture, being a graduate of, uh, of SESTA, uh, it enabled me to really explore um, things that I didn't know about our food system, things that I didn't know about our world as we relate to food, how our environment relates back to us and how we're all interconnected. So it really gave me the opportunity to expand my worldview. And with that, I always wondered like, why don't we, for those of us who can't necessarily get the cleanest produce or grow our own food or purchase organic, I thought it would be a great idea to make a fruit and vegetable wash. And that was, even more so motivated when I contracted neurovirus. <laughs> oh, wow. So for those who don't know, neurovirus is a, um, it's, it's, it's the most common form of foodborne illness. So if you've ever had a little discomfort or a lot of discomfort after eating some food that probably wasn't handled correctly or in an um, unsanitary environment, it's possible to contract neurovirus. And it's, it can be airborne. It can be touched uh, from touch. It can be from you, someone dropping food on the floor. And if you don't cleanse your food properly to knock off some of those germs and surface dirt, you can increase your risk for neurovirus. Um, that, it's totally treatable. The, with the norovirus also, does that go into regards to like, if something's supposed to be cold or if uh, yeah. it's not, you know, kept that, that temperature for a period of time, it's more prone for you to get food poisoning or norovirus in that situation. Is that the same concept also? So norovirus, um, it, it, it's, it's related more so to bacteria. No. So E. coli, salmonella, um, and those things can be uh, in your food if you don't handle it correctly and or cook your food 
for the required amount of time. Um, so you have physical contamination, you have microbial contamination, and you have um, chemical contamination. So those are the top three ways that your food can be contaminated. So say for instance, you're at a, you, you eat at a sandwich shop and someone drops some uh, dish detergent uh, or, or, or floor detergent onto the food. That is now a form of chemical contamination that can make you sick. Does that make sense? Right. A form of uh, bacterial contamination, which is the most common form of neurovirus, um, would be, say for instance, you have some chicken or eggs and it touches your lettuce and tomato. You can contract E. coli and in turn, get a foodborne illness from the bacteria from other foods that are raw or um, not cooked. So when you eat your meat that's on a salad that where the meat has been cooked for the proper amount of time, you won't get sick unless you have some type of meat allergy and you can't consume meat. But if you have raw foods touching fresh foods, that can in turn make a lot of people sick. Now, some people can't eat raw foods. Like me personally, I freak out at sushi and all that. Oh, <laughs> I'm oh, like sushi. completely cooked. <laughs> I freak out at um, <laughs> food. Any raw food, fish, and, uh, I, I don't like it. But um, uh, the, the the main the main idea of this product is to knock off that surface dirt. In those, in those, in the handling of your food. So, uh, the main thing that I've learned in Florida A&M is uh, within my program is that the supply chain for food is very large. So, from farm to plate, it's a lot of people and things that have touched your food before you, before it even gets to your house, in your kitchen, on your plate. You have a lot of things and people touching it. And also just the handling. And it, it can be anything. Like I said, those tomatoes that you purchased, they might have fallen on the floor. And then they pick them back up and put them on the shelf uh, in, the, in the produce department. But just the, the peace of mind that comes from knocking off that, that, that gunk, that, that was the point of this product. Okay. So how long has this, I mean, it seems like you've been thinking about this for a very long time. So what has been the process to try to get this product, like, to market? Like, you know, going through the science of it and really understanding if it's working or not. Like, you know, what has that process looked like? So the, so I've been making this product for years. Mm. Uh, I would, I would say between eight to 12 years, I've been making this uh, the, the ever, the ever improving, um, uh, ingredients list to make the best fruit and vegetable wash. Basically I'm my first customer, if that makes sense. And what I've learned along the way is that my people, our people, we have been using dish detergent to wash our fruits and vegetables. A lot of people have. I'm not I even gonna you hold you. I just be. I just. I just put that thing in some water and just let it sit. I'm not even gonna hold you. <laughs> See, so for the people who have 
be using dish detergent like for the dishes then we have the other people like you who've just been rinsing it so yeah. rinsing and washing is not the same as we both know like you can just like you wash your hands with soap you can only rinse your hands with soap so a lot of people have only been rinsing their fruits and vegetables maybe in just some warm water and that's actually how I contracted neuroviruses because I purchased some grapes. I won't say from the store, but I purchased some green grapes and I soaked them in some hot water and I thought I was okay. And I had the worst uh, foodborne illness ever. Like I thought I was going to die. Um, and the fact of the matter is a lot of people do die from foodborne illnesses that diarrhea and excuse me if this is a bit, you know, brash for some people, but the vomiting and the diarrhea that we sometimes have and we brush off and try to sleep off. Um, when I received my food safety sanitation license back in 2013, back then the average was about 3,000 people a year who actually die from foodborne illnesses. So that shocked me as well. I said, wait a minute. Wow. You have this many people actually yeah, that's dying? A, that's, that's a lot in regards to the, the, the concept of just like, okay, I got food poison. Everybody hears food poison and it's just like, okay, like I got this or I got, you know, I've been throwing up and, and, and using the bathroom a lot. So it's like, 3,000 people are dying from diarrhea that, and vomiting? That's a lot of people. I mean, that's because, a, a concept is a bit much, right? <laughs> it is. And there, when you hear like 3,000 people, like, what if... When I, like I said, when I heard that, I said, oh my gosh, I really have to eventually launch my product. But back then in 2013, our behavior in our world was so much different than it is now. Um, bringing the idea of a fruit and vegetable wash um, and even just our world of technology and sharing things, it was much different then. And people, uh, I wasn't, I wouldn't say wasn't as receptive as they are today, mm. but you did have a subset of people who would say, why do I need this product? I, I've never gotten sick or what I would consider sick because people get sick all the time. I got an iron stomach. So I like, yeah, I don't, I don't really get sick like that. So it's like, like I'll be like, I'm here, I hear you and all, but I hear you, I but do I really I'm just gonna wash off and eat because I'm straight. But exactly. everybody not that lucky. <laughs> everybody everybody is not a handsome, strapping young man like you either. So, <laughs> so we have more vulnerable people in our population, particularly very young children and older people and people with compromised immune systems altogether. So um for, for those people in our population you would think that they would want to take an extra precaution, especially my mommies out there. I mean, I'm not a mommy just yet, but I have aunts and cousins and friends who are mommies. They love having the peace of mind because remember, I've been making this soap. I've been giving it to my friends, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, thank God for good friends who push you into your greatness because they have been pushing me to market and produce this product for years and like i said with me taking a step back from my art um i've had the time to really flush out my ideas and and and, and, and the imagery of how i want to present this product to the world so um that's awesome now with now with this product um i know i mean you were talking a lot about like you know the contaminants that happen from farm to plate and the you know the chemical uh contaminations that can happen so but does it also does the product also work on I guess the preservative measures 
that some of these manufacturer companies use to, I guess, make sure that the fruit doesn't go bad, like the little waxes that are on apples. Does it work toward all those things also? Yes, it is actually one of the, so the, the nature of this product is natural ingredients. Okay. So I'm not a doctor. I don't make any medical claims. However, from tried and true experience, um, I have witnessed this soap break down the fruit waxes. So for example, on, on apples, you can see the fruit wax the best. And I don't know, I, I, I see you have a before and after picture of the apples. It breaks down the waxes. You got to put a little elbow grease in it. And for that, I suggest purchasing my fruit and vegetable brush. Um, but this product has the capability of breaking down fruit waxes from your uh, uh, foods that have waxes on it. Uh, so it, it's, it's just the... It's just a scientific reaction to the soap removing the wax. It's it just, it, that's just what it does. And um, the, the product in itself uh, also has the capability of uh, refreshing your food. So as you saw the app, uh, with, the, with, the, with the comparison of the apple, the before, the apple didn't look as fresh as it did after right. I cleaned it. It looked like gray and dingy, like it's been it sitting did. for a while. And, right. and on the contrary, the waxes are supposed to make the fruit shinier. <laughs> so right, that's exactly. the point of them putting it on there. And obviously there are other things on our food um, that we don't see at, on the microbial level. And I make no claim to remove every single thing off of this, off, off of your food. But again, it's to knock off the surface germs and the waxes that may have, you have picked up along the way. So it can remove the waxes. Will it remove every single thing? No, but honestly, that's just the harsh reality that we live in is that our food is just not what it was a hundred years ago, 200 years ago. We have uh, mass production of food. Uh, we have chemicals that are being used and even the claims of quote unquote organic. Nothing is really truly organic anymore because of the fact that our soil has been so degraded right. to the point of if you have an organic farm 3,000 feet underground, you don't know if the farm next to you that is a non-organic farm has some of the chemicals in the soil that may have transpired through the water system. You just don't know. Like even our water, we have water with fluoride in it. Like it's just no such thing as completely organic and natural anymore because of, you know, just the context of how green our world, uh, or, or I should say how lack of a green world we're becoming. And that's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> climate change and, you know, environmental, um, uh, conversations and debates, but I have done my best to make a sustainable, natural, safe product that is minimalist in the chemicals and ingredients. It actually has no chemicals, but um, just, just minimalist in the, the, the aspect of, uh, minimalist in the aspect of creating a product 
that works well, that gets the job done, and is safe for you. Because if you're putting it on your food, it has to be edible to a degree. Right. <laughs> so uh, uh, one of the things that I, I, I said, as I said before, with our people, and it's, it's not just us, but what I learned from our people is that uh, with the dish detergent, it has chemicals in it. It's made for the dishes. And obviously you're not eating the dishes, but if you don't rinse your, just like if you don't rinse your dishes properly, you'll have soap left on your dishes, right? right. It's the same thing with this all natural soap. If you don't rinse it off properly, you will probably eat some soap. However, because the ingredients are all natural and safe, it is safe for consumption because you have to remember any living entity has pores. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I shouldn't say any living entity, but as far as fruits and vegetables and humans and animals go, we have pores that absorb things. And if you're putting a chemical-based detergent on your food, you're going to absorb those chemicals from the dish detergent into your food. So you want to have okay. something that's going to be safe for your food so you won't get <laughs> any of that in your system. Um and you'll have a, 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 a be be um, be be better off in the end. Okay. So so say for instance, like in regards to your product, this this goes this. Tell me about like how the process actually works. So you know you get some fruit, and you know me, I'm basic compared after having this conversation. I just throw it in some water, maybe like an hour or two, just let it sit. I drain them, throw it in the fridge, whatever the case is. So how does how does the rinsing process look with your product? So, okay, so let's say Dr. Josh goes and gets some strawberries or some some kale or or some apples, right? Those are three different things that require three different processes. But the general process for each fruit and vegetable that is washable would be lather, okay? Lather it up, shake shake up the bottle because of the natural ingredients they can settle shake it up pump out i would recommend at least two pumps of the soap it's, it's a foaming consistency so pump it out for your greens or your kale just like any other um just like when you wash them regularly you're gonna have to put them in a bowl Mm-hmm. Right? right. Um, and you would let the greens or the kale soak with the soap, right? And you would shake it out, rinse it out, and go. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the strawberries, strawberries are very fickle, in my opinion. I personally don't like <laughs> strawberries because it seems like is it just me or does it seem like as soon as you buy them, they're they ready bad. to knock out? They go bad. Oh my so god. Bad. Like I, I bought some today and they like soft already. And I'm like, hey, it's like I got these yesterday. It's so weird. Like I, I thought it was just me. I'm like, they look so nah, beautiful in the I store. Thought it was, I was tripping. <laughs> You buy them the next day, they got mold on them. And once they got mold on them, I just throw them. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. But strawberries not cheap. (laughs) They are not cheap. That's why I'm just like, man, like I really wanted to enjoy these. But yeah, so strawberries, um, that will be similar to the kale in the sense of you will put them in a bowl in the sink, uh, fill up the bowl uh, with water, and then pump it to your heart's desire. 45 seconds, rinse and go. Okay. But I mean, it's not not like a sit process. It's literally. No, no, it's not a sit process. 
obviously you want to agitate it because you never know what could be hiding under the leaves. You want to agitate it a bit. You want to wash it. If you have a brush and it's a food like um, like a beet or a carrot or a potato, you, you're going to want to scrub those 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 uh, fruits and vegetables. But for the most part, I feel like strawberries and uh, I just washed some uh, basil, some fresh basil. It was the same process with the kale. Put it in a bowl, pump it out, rinse it out. I mean, look, once you, once you take your food out, look at the bowl, look at the bottom of the bowl. I mean, I have had, you know how sometimes you purchase the spinach or the, the three leaf salad that's prepackaged. It says triple washed, washed before, just eat and go. I have taken that stuff out of the plastic container and put it in a bowl and just did a, 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 a second wash after the packaging um and i have still found little bugs little little stuff that was <laughs> and bugs are not bad for you i might add oh, you know they're a great source of protein um and they're a, 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 a huge source of food for people in certain parts of the world so i'm not against bugs but for me if i'm eating a salad I, I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think I want to have that was the um that was the ladybug I found ladybugs I found fruit flies I found little beetles all kind of little like little stuff that could just hide in fruits and vegetables because it's coming from a farm you have to right. be realistic it's right. gonna right. have bugs from the farm so I don't hold them in fault I hold myself in fault because guess what I'm the one eating it, and then once it's in my possession, I have the right to clean it or rinse it some more if I choose to. Right. So, um, so that that's what I do. But for the last item, which was the apple, apples being the main one of the main fruits that have waxes on it, you gotta agitate it. So you will just like any, um, just like normal uh, for the people who rinse their food, you will wet it up and lather and lather some more and rinse it. And the product does have a light scent. So a uh, easy go-to uh, method would just to smell, smell your food. If you still smell the soap on there, rinse it off some more. But okay. it doesn't leave a residue of the soap. It won't leave any leftover taste because, you know, I use essential oils, like I said, but it won't leave any of the, the smell from the soap it won't leave any of the the residuals of the soap just rinse it and you're good to go it's a easy it's very easy you put your own twang on it use as much as you want i mean for me you could get the job done with two pumps per piece of fruit but it just depends on what fruit and vegetable it is if it's a beet you might need a little bit more because right. these are People really dirty. really dirty they're really dirty yeah they're really dirty you know fresh carrots they come they're coming out the ground you might gotta add a little bit more ginger you know i scrub my ginger and um i cut off the open bits for it and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna have some more videos available on both instagram and youtube showing how i do my thing with my fruits and vegetables now this might be a this might be a, a real basic question to me to ask but i'm gonna ask it anyway because it's on my mind no so, go ahead so in regards to like frozen fruits and vegetables like is that is that process that contamination still 
as high or does like, I mean, I know some bacteria can't live in super cold or super hot, you know, uh, environments, but is it suggested to, to use these kind of soaps or to use your soap um, on those kind of products too that are frozen? Because sometimes we just kind of pop it into the microwave or from the steamables or we just pour it into a pot with some water and, you know, keep it moving. But is it oh my gosh. suggested to do those things too? That is a great question. And um, for the most part, it, it's not one of those, duh, you should know. Like, it, it, no, I don't, I, I've been in school long enough and I know, look, no question is a dumb question. Mm-hmm. So for, it depends on how it's frozen. If you purchase it frozen from the store, then mm-hmm. hey, I will leave it to the company to have cleaned before they packaged it, right? So right. say like it's some prepackaged corn. It should be clean and safe to eat. I'm not speaking for other people's company, but I would not suggest using this product on frozen fruits and vegetables um, because it's, it, it, it's it's not the same. It, this is designed for fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, what I would say is if you have some fruits and vegetables that you want to freeze that were previously fresh, I will wash it beforehand, then freeze it. You see what I'm saying? So if you have some blueberries, you want to wash off your blueberries and then freeze them, hey, you're good to go. But once you freeze them, it will be really tricky trying to clean previously frozen foods with the soap. But it kind of goes along with the same idea of you really can't wash anything after it's been frozen, you know? So... Usually, yeah. it's cooked already too. So I mean, it's cooked already, or it's pre pre made. So like, um, like the strawberries that we put the frozen strawberries that we throw out and put on our pancakes, those should have been cleaned and washed before they pre packed them. And these big companies, they have their own form of of sanitizing and cleansing and stuff before they package it and turn it into other products like juices. Um, pre-made meals and so on and so forth. But as far as the farm to table concept, which is your food being picked off a tree or pulled off the ground, transported to a store, and then you buying it, that's what we're trying to get rid of. We're trying to get up all the hands and the feet and the animals and whatever else that might have touched your food, your fresh food uh, foods. Okay. So, in regards to everything that's been going on, because it seems like you've been doing like a lot of research on this whole thing. So what have been some of your hurdles that you have run into while trying to create this product? Um, well, the biggest hurdle I would say would have been the fact that I was not living in this country prior to <laughs> prior to the Right. <laughs> to, to moving forward with this. So for those who don't know, just a little bit about me. Um, after graduating from FAMU, uh, I, I've worked for the government uh, for three different agencies thus far. Um, the one right after FAMU, however, was the USDA. So I've worked for the United States Department of Agriculture, um, National Agricultural Statistics Service. So I have been Uh, I was a statistician survey analyst there. Um, And after that, I moved to London to pursue a master's degree. And my first 
program that I was in, I was actually studying food policy. Uh, but for what my research interest was, I hit a, a roadblock. So I basically completed a master's degree without a dissertation uh, research. It's called a postgraduate uh, certification. And then from there, I went to uh, the University of London, uh, where a school of Oriental African studies, where I studied economic development. And somewhere in between the time of me doing my postgraduate certification and starting my master's, I developed this idea of, hey, maybe I should launch here because I'm out here, I'm using a product, I've been giving it to friends out here, and they love it, maybe I should go for it. But not having the stable footing of being in your own country and having a base there, so just technical things like um, me being on a student visa, you can't really set any footing on a visa. You know what I mean? Right. So right. I stuff get stuff get popping, then you gotta leave. Stuff get popping, right. you gotta leave. And then well, let's talk about income. If you uh, starting up a business is not cheap, it's not yeah. easy or cheap. So I would have had to work to make some income to not only live and pay for my apartment that I was in, but also for those small business um, uh expenses that come up and being on a student visa i was limited in the amount of hours that i could work i was limited in how long i could stay there and it was a lot of limitations as far as even getting a business loan how would you get a business loan being someone who is not going to be there very long under five years That's true. so having those hurdles so to speak I knew that I needed to come back home. But as far as the 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 creation of this product, it was on the back burner. So once I came back home, I was not home for over 10 years. So in addition to readjusting back home in America and just being back in Chicago, uh, I had to really figure out what I was going to do. If you, Because when you start a business, it's either all or nothing. You know, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to do this on the side. And granted, people have side hustles. But once you decide, hey, I'm going to get that corporation, that LLC, you have to really have your, your stuff on, on point. So first things first, had to get a brick and mortar, had to get an actual physical space. That was a hurdle. Obviously, being in Chicago, you got to pay rent. <laughs> and we're, this is the third largest city in America. You Chicago, have to find. Chicago rent is crazy. You too. know, you got to find a physical brick and mortar and you got to have that space. It's, it's, I know people do it all the time. But you have to, for me, I needed to separate home from business. I needed to have that separate space. So that's what I, I, I laid the foundation for that. Got my LLC. Um, and I went the art route because, believe it or not, my art was what allowed me to even create this product that you see today because my art was therapy. My art allowed me to be free it relieved the anxieties and the fears that I had. And my art was just something beautiful that I wanted to share with the world. And I, I had a studio in 
regardless if I never made a sale, I was going to make my art. You see what I'm saying? And just having a business, you have a presence and you can claim your, I mean, once you make, make it is your work, obviously, but Mm. just having that uh, physical element of this work is under the entity of my business. You see what I'm saying? This work is part of my travel, my lifestyle, my experiences, my um, hopes, my dreams. Uh, It's me. I'm sharing a part of me with the world. So uh, the art is not something that I'm formally trained in. I, I'm considered a quote-unquote outside artist, but most of most of the greatest artists that ever lived were outside artists with no formal training. Um, so I, I never held that against m- myself. But you know, again, having people believing you and support you, and not just believing what you create, but the brand in itself. I had. You know, literally before before lockdown, I debuted, like, I did a huge debut in New York at the Harlem Fine Art Show, um, and it was, it was one of those dreams where I said, you know what, maybe in five or ten years, I'll be able to showcase my work at the Harlem Fine Art Show, but it, it, it came about so quick. I had an opportunity, um, and- Congratulations I, on that. That's awesome. Thank, thank you. Oh, my gosh. It- it still even feels surreal to talk about it and even to reflect back to, hey, that was just in February before lockdown. And now, you know, right. <laughs> you know, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. But with being on lockdown, because your girl works, I have three jobs. OK, mm. so right. I, I, and they're all they're They're not the standard nine to five type of thing, but three jobs. Um, in between launching my business, being on lockdown, I have been put on ice for all three of those jobs. <laughs> and wow. I had the opportunity to really just sit down and flesh out my ideas for detox life in fruit detox, the all natural fruit and vegetable wash. So I'm thankful for this time because I was just going, going, going every nonstop. And uh, even with, uh, even with the, the go, go, go and the work, 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 I was always traveling, like from October up until my debut in uh, at the Harlem Fine Art Show in February. I had been traveling every month. So October, I was in New York uh, three times, uh, two times. Uh, then I was in Lagos, Nigeria. Then I was in Paris, France, um, in November. Then in December. I was in London. I was there for three weeks, so it spilled over into January. Then in February, I was back in New York at the Harlem Fine Art Show. So from, like I said, traveling every month back to back for five months straight up until lockdown, I didn't even have, when would I have had the time to flesh this out? So I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. You Mm -hmm. know, I was able to pull out my ideas for what I wanted the website, www.atelierdeafrica.com. I was able to pull out what Whoa. I wanted the <laughs> shameless plug. Um, I, was, I was able to pull out exactly what I wanted the visuals to look like. Because at the end of the day, even if you pay for someone to create your website, no one knows what's in your mind and what's in your heart for your vision and your brand. So... I hear that. So, I mean, it's that you kind of answered my next question. It's like, you know, with three drops, you're doing your art, you got this product that's coming on. Like, how has it been like trying to balance everything? You know, we 
we work so much and we try, and then you try to balance the social life and you try to balance being healthy and then you try to balance make sure your finances and stuff in order so what yeah. have, what what have you been doing to to juggle all these things and to keep everything in in tip top order because sometimes we we tend to do a lot and not get enough done but it seems like you're getting a lot done while you're still juggling all your endeavors well you know what i i'm a i a guy as my witness has been there with me every step of the way and i give all glory and praise to god for allowing me to have the strength um and surpass the fear and the anxiety and the and the and the and the the barriers to entry, if you will, from me creating my life's work because my my brand represents me. My brand is what FAMU instilled in us, which is excellence and caring. So I cannot just put anything out there. And that's why another reason why it took so long for me to get to the point of even putting this out there, but you have to start somewhere. And as far as balancing work life, um, home, uh, school, this, that, and third, I have, I'm blessed to have a very supportive um, family, particularly my mom who has always had my back and supported me every step of the way. Um, And as far as, Mama Dooms, I mean, what would we do without our black mamas? Yeah, like, come on, fact. mom. Come on, I black you, mamas. Mama. Come on, black mamas out there. So <laughs> my mom has been so extremely supportive all along the way. But as far as detox life goes, you do drop the ball. And what dropped the ball for me was I was gaining too much weight. I was not my healthiest, best self. Mm-hmm. And for me, being, and I'm I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. Being, I was at one point two hundred and forty pounds. I'm five foot eight. That is overweight in the sense of even though I didn't look that big, quote unquote, I felt that big. If that makes sense. So I couldn't walk up the stairs. My knees were feeling funny, um, out of breath, like just having severe acne, um, face swollen up. It got to the point of like, I can't live like this anymore. I have to take control. I'm going into my third decade of life. I have to set some, uh, I have to set some healthy habits. Now I can't eat the same way I did at 18, 19. I have to stuff take my health no more. more. <laughs> no, I have man, to. I got, I got a list of stuff that I just can't eat because it blows me up like crazy. Was, I mean, from heartburn to like breakouts to, you know, just feeling uncomfortable and tired and fatigued. Like I really had to get to the point of saying, hey, you know what? My, you only get one life. And as black folks, we genetically have things that run in our family bloodlines and our collective bloodlines that we have to t- uh, um, take seriously. So for me and my family, diabetes, heart, um, high blood pressure, and um, and and cancer from diet-related cancers. Uh, running our family. So I had to take control because I don't want to be taking medicine all my life. And I know that's the industry that you're in, but, you know, I personally want to take the homeopathic and um, and healthy route to healing myself, healing my body. Right. And prevention is key. Prevention and that's, is and that's key. That's what I tell a lot of my patients, you know, I mean, because I'm all with, I'm with you. 
because I, I feel like uh, medicine is just a derivative of the plants that are out there. I mean, the only thing is, as a as a manufacturer or as a drug company, you can't necessarily put a patent on something that's naturally made. So right. the only thing that's really done is I mean, they make a chemical structure that does something similar to what this plant does. They put it in the pill, they put a name on it, and then they go with it. So I'm all about homeopathic in, in, in a way, but like you said, you know, in regards to like medication, like you, but you're taking the other necessary steps in order to change your life. So exactly. many, so many people depend on the medication to do all the work. Right, why, why right. They, why they continue their bad habits? Now that's not right. how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to help facilitate right. you get back on the right track. But that's, right. that's not what happens here in America. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> we 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 think that we can take a pill, and everything's gonna be fine. But you have to make strategic lifestyle changes. If you're on high blood pressure medicine. The high blood pressure medicine is not going to necessarily lower your blood pressure. It comes with you changing your eating habits. It comes with you minimizing your sodium intake. And particularly, there's a book I can uh, share with you, uh, but it specifically ta- it's specifically written by a doctor who's done years and years of research on how salt in particular affects African-Americans and how we have... Um, like a natural salt resistance. Like some people from other groups, they can eat much more salt than we can, but we can't eat as much salt as other people just because of our DNA. So, um, and, and also he, he was able to link high salt intake. Um, and when I say salt, I mean sodium, uh, sodium intake with, um, with diabetes. So the salt can affect, everything in your in, in in our in our body so you want to just have a healthy balance and that comes with learning uh i read somewhere that we shouldn't consume more than 500 to a thousand mg of salt a day just a regular healthy person but you know i'm not gonna get into all that because i you know, we'll, you be all, this, we'll be here all right, day. Talking. You know, you know, you read something, I read something, we read like and sometimes when sometimes these things can contradict each other. So I just I don't want to get into that, but um we should be we should all every single one of us, we should be taking steps to uh, healthier life uh lifestyle changes. And that's what prompted me to uh produce this product so really and truly fruit detox is just the entry to all the other things uh connected interconnected with my life so detox life it's literally you detoxing your life so i'm i would consider this brand in the and the happy medium of health and beauty because i will have more natural and organic uh, products to come. But the thing about it is that me detoxing my life was very necessary. Um, I needed to detox from eating out three times a day. I needed to detox from, um, bad, bad sleeping habits, sleep up late. Cause you got so much to do. You're up late and you don't have a proper sleep schedule. You have to sleep. I'm detoxing from the fact that I only drank half a cup of water a day and now I'm drinking more water per day. So it's little steps um, to improving my life that I wanted to not only document, but also let folks know like, Hey, 
you are not the only person out there that's concerned about your health and your well-being. You are not the, you are not crazy because you want to soak your fruit and vegetables in some vinegar and lemon juice. You, it, it, I, I am you and you are me, okay? We are all in this together. And that's why Detox Life products is just, it's a reflection of where I'm at and where I needed to be because it's only so much you can go, 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 go. We're human beings. We have to stop. We have to breathe. We have to relax. We have to, you know, we have to be connected with the environment. We have to get fresh air. We have to walk. We have to stretch out. You know, we have to do these things. And that's what, you know, motivated me is taking control of my health. And, you know, I started juicing at one point and, you know, I'm getting back, I'm going to get back to this. But at one point I was juicing twice a week. I would make enough juice for not just me, but for my mom and my grandma and, you know, getting those nutrients in whichever way you can. I hear that, man. I, I juice myself. Juicing twice a week though. I mean, it's, Juicing is easy. It's the cleanup part that's that's the hard part about juicing. The cleanup. Well, <laughs> and clean then up. when you buy fruit detox, it's the pre-cleaning. So you gotta pre-clean fruit. your vegetables and then rinse them and then cut them up and then juice them and then the cleanup part after that. But it's a labor of love, and you have to if you don't want to spend the money because juice is expensive. Okay. I don't know what your Listen, listen, juice is expensive. If you go get that fresh juice every morning from wherever you go, like you're gonna seven, eight dollars, depending on how big you, of a cup you get. It's crazy. You are spending a pretty penny. So mm -hmm. you take that time and you invest in yourself. My juice days were Sundays and Wednesdays. So I would make enough to get me to Wednesday, and then Wednesday would get I would make enough to get me to Sunday. You see what I'm saying? So um you know, I was I I was ju juice fasting um, because the get up and go lifestyle I had I didn't have time to make breakfast I didn't have time to so you, just you eat know stuff on the way I was just eating quick, on the go and, and when you got a little money in your pocket it's just like oh five dollars here seven dollars exactly. here whatever whatever exactly. you know so it's like it, it it got to the point where it was like I don't care if I can afford to buy it. I should not be eaten out all the time. It's just not natural. Right. It's, it's not, not okay. healthy. They put a lot it's more salt healthy. and stuff in the food. And it's better just to cook at home for those type of things, man. It's just and you can control how much salt you want in your food. You can control how sugary you want your drink to be. You can control you have more control over the things you consume when you make it at home. And for me, having this detox. I, this detox life journey, uh, I realized how desensitized I was to high salt and high sugar foods. So when you start cooking at home and you go out to eat, you realize like, man, that's salty. Like, what was that? There's some places I don't even go anymore. I don't even I go do. to some places anymore. Cause like, it's just, the food was good, but it was just like, it either makes me like super bloated and I just don't like the way that I feel about it or the food is like super salty or super sweet. And it's just like, man, what, what was I doing years ago? No wonder I was big as a dog on house. Exactly. You know I, mean? I was eating exactly. all this nonsense. It's crazy. And then even, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant, but it's a restaurant here on the West side of Chicago and they're really popular, but they put like with the drinks, it's so much sugar and they tried to adopt like that southern sweet tea concept and i'm just like 
y'all trying to kill people. Right. When I, when I, had, I literally, I literally, when, when I had some, I said, oh my goodness, I need a cup of water to balance out how sweet this was. I couldn't believe it. And I'm looking at everybody else slurping it up, drinking it up. And I'm just like, I can't even, I can't even enjoy my drink because it's just so extremely sweet. And then when they brought out the food, it was like they dumped the season salt. And for me, I, I learned years ago that I have an MSG allergy. So MSG, for those who don't know, stands for monosodium glomate. It's a salt additive uh, slash preservative. And in some people, it could cause headaches. Um, more uh, MSG is more commonly found in certain Asian cuisines um, because it is like a preservative um, that is in a lot of the ingredients that they use. Um, but MSG is hidden in so many foods and our favorite potato chips, Doritos, Cheetos, whatever. Like MSG, I found, I was like, man, why am I eating and I have a headache? And I'm just like, I eat, what, what did I do? Is it too much salt? Or did I eat too fast? You know? And I'm just like, I realized, once I learned what MSG was, I realized like, hey, when I eat foods with, MSG, I have a headache afterwards versus when I don't eat MSG. That's crazy. Dang, I mean, because I mean, I, we hear you hear about MSG, and it's like it's so bad, it's so bad. But you know, or for people that are out there that are listening from a medical standpoint, I mean, you do have those food allergies. There's even like food interactions with certain drugs and stuff like that. I mean, it's there's just so much stuff that's that we consume so much. In, in a diet that affects how our body operates. That you really have to pay close attention to, but Andy, yeah, because even oh, sorry. Oh no, no, go ahead. But I was about to say, where like I'm about to ask you, where can we find this product? That man, this products, I, I need to buy some. I'm tripping. I know. You know what? I I need to send you some. I need I need to know what Dr. Josh thinks about the product and man, listen, uh, about juice. You, so I mean, I'm, I'm I know I've been, been rinsing my my fruit off. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, don't, it, don't judge it's me, super judge your easy to use. <laughs> no, it's super easy to use. But what I was gonna say, just in connection with the reactions that we have from the chemicals in our food and also the medicine we take, is uh, I remember I was talking to my mother. Um, because with me juicing, uh, I was including grapefruits in the juice. And my mom actually said, Hey, it does. Did you put grapefruit in there? I said, yeah, I love grapefruit. It's great, you know, food to have. She said she can't eat grapefruit with her high blood pressure medicine. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't know that some foods had those type of reactions. So it's like the fact that you're taking medicine is now preventing you from eating a healthy food that's good for you. You see what I'm saying? So it's just crazy how, you know, it just goes back to the fact that prevention is key. We have to take control of our health. I mean, we can't avoid every single environmental factor because this is just the world that we live in. Um, but any steps to helping us on this journey is what I'm all about. And that's why I made Fruit Detox. But as far as where you guys can purchase it, you can purchase it on my website. I'm sure, you know, I, I'll, we'll have the links for you. Um, and go, uh, go, ahead and, go ahead and say it and spell it out because you know I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Atelier de Africware, which stands for Studio Africware, which was the foundation of my uh, business. And the subsect is Detox Life. So you can follow us on Instagram is Detox 
products at detox products. So detox with two X's D E T O X X products, P R O D U C T S. That's on Instagram. And on Facebook, you can just type in detox with two X's life products and we'll pop right on up. As far as purchasing, all the links will be online, but for those who are writing it down, you can find us at www.atelier.atelierdu.afriwarellc.com. Hey, so, that sounds I know that was a lot, y'all. So we're going to have it posted oh, for y'all like somewhere. Uh-huh. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And, and the, the inspiration even from that name is literally because I have been to France several times, particularly um, to Paris. And, I, and I'm a mixed media artist, but specifically uh, I use textile um, and fabric. And a lot of my fabric that I've purchased is from France and that inspired the the name so having I speak a little bit of French but having that um inspiration from the African diaspora uh, living in France uh really prompted the name and it's just something that's near and dear to me and the the fabrics all have a life of their own they just like our food had a life before it made our table, the fabrics that I that I source have a life of their own as well. So a lot of fabrics I've purchased, um, like I said, from Paris, particularly uh, in the heart of Paris. <laughs> but um, but uh, the sellers have fabrics from Mali and in Senegal and um, Ivory Coast. So the the fabrics all have meaning and and. That that that's what where the name came from. So, okay, all right, again, fancy fam. We out here being fancy at FAMU. You know what I'm saying? We we graduate, we do big things. But yo, right, strike it, strike again. <laughs> but yo, Angie and yo, I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. Um, Josh, we I definitely, do this again. man, absolutely. I definitely need to get some of this detox in my life because I'm out here juicing with all this stuff and my fruit and vegetables and stuff still. And I'm trying to change my lifestyle. I'm trying to get my high school body back. So I'm going to definitely make sure <laughs> try to hit you up and get some of that stuff. But, yo, ladies and gents, make sure you hit up Angie Ann at Detox Life Products. Hit her on her IG and Facebook. But we're going to cut to a commercial break. And we'll come back and tell y'all about the book of the week. I'll see y'all in a minute, dude. Man, y'all remember when we graduated from high school? Or shoot, man, some of y'all probably still there. But that transition was not easy. I wish we could have had the Adulting Code. The Adulting Code is a life skill workshop series designed to help high school students transition from adolescence into adulthood. So if you're struggling or know anybody that's struggling with that transition, hit up Jess the Adulting Coach on our Instagram at Jess, J-E-S-S, the Adulting Coach, or hit them up on their Instagram at the Adulting Code. Do yourself a favor. Make that transition a whole lot smoother for yourself. Yeet! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So the book of the week this week is called The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Yo, this book is super long. And I've actually read it twice. I read it paperback and I also read it on Audible. And the... Every time I read the book, it's given me something different every single time. I would not suggest reading the whole entire book. I would suggest looking at it from a lesson plan standpoint to whatever aspect of your life that you may be going through. 
but it teaches so many different concepts of how to live life and how to in you know how to operate in different facets of life in different situations like i said it's a very long book even the audible book is like 24 hours long this thing is majorly long but it is a great book a great tool great resource and it really shows that there's really nothing new up under the sun so y'all already know what i'm on already man y'all know audible bezos i'm gonna email you brother i need you to get i need you to get on this podcast and, and sponsor the kid if you dig but yo remember man y'all got 10 toes down you got another chance to get this right Y'all make sure y'all check out Studio Africa and go check out that detox life, man. I'll let y'all next week. Peace.